from Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. This is Medically Necessary. Welcome to Medically Necessary, the official podcast of the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital Medical Staff. I'm Chris Honig, joined as always by Dr. Jim Salwitz. Dr. Salwitz, another beautiful day in the medical neighborhood. Absolutely, Chris. It's nice to see you. I was uh, astonished it turned out to be a clear blue day. So I do think that spring may truly be on the way. And so I'm kind of optimistic here. So it's yes. nice. You're, you're good. Your family's all well. Everybody's doing well. You know, we, we got out on our bikes recently, which is, a, you know, a nice change, warm enough weather to get out and ride a bike and, uh, you know, went for a little run for the first time in uh, it was six months now since I broke my ankle. So we're doing well there. Everybody's, everybody's moving along swimmingly. Your family good? All good. We're, we're good. I guess the, my uh, seven-year-old granddaughter informs me that her new bike is much faster. I'm not quite sure how that's possible, but that's but that's apparently the the measurement you know of this, of a bike. So she's you know thrilled and out there on the streets you know causing havoc already. So I'm good about two things are going well. Well, my bike then must be much slower. It's either that or the hills have gotten much steeper as I've gotten older. <laughs> that's what's happened. It's 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 uh, the tectonic plates, Chris. It's that's what's happened. You're okay. Well, you know, we talk about youth and the wonder of youth and what a perfect opportunity to transition to our celebration that we're going to be discussing today, the 20th anniversary of the Bristol-Myers Squibb Children's Hospital at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. I'd like to welcome our guests, Dr. Sally Radovic, Chief of Pediatrics at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital slash BMSEH, as well as the Chair of Pediatrics at Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson Medical School, the Physician-in-Chief for the Bristol-Myers Squibb Children's Hospital, and Barbara Romito, our Director of Child Life here at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. Barbara, you know, we were talking right before we started the podcast here about your time with us dating back to your early teenage years. Yes, um, I actually started my uh, journey with the hospital back when it was Middlesex General Hospital at 13 years old as a candy striper. And back then it was a very small pediatric unit and I worked with children in the playroom and had a great time. And I truly believe that set my path for becoming a child life specialist and returning to this hospital in 1990, heading up the child life department. That was the beginning of what became uh, BMSCH. Uh, you know, that kind of nidus. You were part of that group. I think you were even part of the search committee that went out and looked, you know, what was the vision then? How did, how did this whole thing kind of begin? So it was um, a long-term goal um, of our then president, Harvey Holzberg, who had such a passion for pediatrics. And he saw the services we had and we were growing and wanted us to continue to grow to better serve not only the children of New Jersey, but beyond. Um, So 1990, when I started, we had a 24-bed pediatric unit, a six-bed pediatric ICU that we referred to as the bowling alley because it was one long lane with six bays. And then over the years, we developed clinical services, and they were in places throughout the hospital. So we developed our pediatric oncology program, and that was located in the basement level of the adult hospital. 
And then we developed our NICU, and that was in a different building. And then we developed our step-down unit. So we really didn't have, first and foremost, the physical structure to support all the services we were developing, but it also didn't give us the opportunity to develop and grow the clinical services. So the decision was made. We were designated as an acute care children's hospital for the state of New Jersey, but we still didn't have that structure. So they created a team and sent us out to several children's hospitals across the country and to see what we liked and what we didn't like and what worked. And we came back and we built a state-of-the-art children's hospital that opened in 2001. And when we first opened, it was a four-story building. Um, the idea at the time was that things would be transitioning to ambulatory, so don't overbuild. But fortunately, they had the foresight to build it with the ability to easily add on three more floors if needed. And it was just about a year after the Children's Hospital opened that we were filled to capacity and again overflowing into the adult hospital. And in 2004, the additional three floors were completed and now we occupy beautifully all seven floors. What's our capacity now at this point and how much is in the hospital at this time? It's 105 inpatient beds, plus our seventh floor, which is our pediatric operating room suites. Wow, and that makes it uh, the size by itself of several of the other independent hospitals of the Artibajone system, you know, so it is itself you know, truly, you know, truly a hospital, you know, so from, what kind of patients do we take care of in the hospital? We take care of days old patients up through 21 year olds, acute and chronic conditions. Um, you know, our average length of stay is about four and a half days. We have some patients who are here for months at a time as they're in the middle of their ongoing treatment. Um, some patients who go and come back over the course of their treatment. Um, but really we are um, treating all, for the most part, subspecialties. Um, the idea was that children would never have to leave New Jersey for care. That was really the vision. Um, and I think we've succeeded in doing that. Um, now, not only for New Jersey, but beyond New Jersey, you know, children from New York, children from Pennsylvania are coming here um, to get the care and children do not have to leave. They can be there near their home, near their friends, near their family, where the support system is. Remarkable. So Dr. Radovic, you know, you joined us, I think about four years ago, if I'm right on that. And I, I know from my standpoint, I've been really inspired um, by your vision, uh, by the changes that you've put in place during this time. Um, and uh, so you know, what made you decide to come here? You know, where do you think uh, you're, we're going to go as we go forward? Here? Obviously, this is a remarkable institution. Um, I think we first need to recognize that this 20-year um, anniversary, uh, the vision, the insight that uh, Bristol-Myers Squibb and uh, visionaries um, like Barbara had when um, um, we started the hospital. And we should celebrate all the accomplishments that have happened here. Um, it's, a, it's now, indeed, as Barbara said, it's a, a destination for specialized care. And it has had a tremendously positive impact on children, 
um, but also um, on the communities that we serve. It's very exciting to watch the growth and be a part of the development of programs that can serve our children better. I think that for me, it's very important to practice medicine in a dedicated children's hospital from both a physician point of view, um, as well as from a patient point of view. As we've been developing programs uh, for our children and families, we've had to recruit additional faculty members into the department. And recruiting into Bristol-Myers Squibb Children's Hospital is always an asset for us. Many of the areas are state-of-the-art. It is an extremely well-maintained, well-staffed hospital, and this makes recruiting additional subspecialists um, into specific programs um, a lot easier for us. And one of the reasons why we've been so successful in being able to bring remarkable talent um, into this area. Um, I think that as a parent, um, Jim, you're a parent, you're a grandparent, uh, Chris, um, I know you have a, a, a son, a young son, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if you've ever had that scary experience where your child gets hurt or gets sick. Um, and you know, the doctor, your doctor's office is closed. Um, what do you do? Um, and, um, um, you know, here we have a dedicated hospital just for children, um, offers specialized care 24 seven, uh, in our emergency room, there are board certified pediatric, um, emergency medicine doctors that are there to take care of children. Um, It's staffed with pediatric nurses that are certified in advanced pediatric emergency care. So that means your child is going to have the highest level of support um, if they should by any chance get admitted. Um, They will be um, in a very child-friendly environment from the time that they walk in the door because we recognize that children have special needs. Um, they are not little adults. Um, <laughs> and that is a, you know, a very scary thing that when people um, think of children that way, um, for us, um, you know, people who take care of children. Um, children's bodies, as you know, their bodies are growing and developing. They have very unique needs. Um, so it's, as soon as your child comes in the front door, it's, it's very child-friendly. It's designed to be that way. Um, and um, it has um, um, kids-sized equipment. Um, if your child would have to get some procedure, an IV or something, um, there are all kinds of ways to distract children um, so that they can cope with whatever that traumatic experience is. Um, it was designed to minimize stress. And obviously, Barbara is part of that minimizing stress for children, but also for, you know, decreasing the fear and anxiety that parents have when they have a sick child. So that's why I think it's very, very important that we have this dedicated structure for, for children. You talk about some of those experts that have joined the faculty in the past several years. It has proven important to the academic mission of Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, Bristol-Myers Squibb Children's Hospital, the medical school, especially over this past year. The amount of research and expertise when it comes to COVID-19, and I mean, 
you have physicians as part of as part of your faculty here who have been among the nation's leading voices when it comes to the multi-system inflammatory syndrome, when it comes to kids getting back to school. And Barbara, your staff as well has have been bright at the cutting edge in terms of being able to provide those same child life services in a difficult, at times virtual, even within the hospital environment. And so having this expertise has really proven critical, especially over this past year. Indeed. And, um, you know, um, I think about the fact that we have brought in specialists in the pediatric intensive care unit, specialists in the neonatal intensive care unit, um, and how vital that was. We've advanced our hospitalist service. And that was critical. We had about 200 children come in with COVID um, into our hospital. We had about 48 who had that potentially deadly MISC. And it was important uh, for those children that we had the level of expertise that we did to take care of them successfully. And I think I'd like to add to that also, you know, it's we have the clinical expertise here. Sally's talked about that, you know, Families come here knowing that they are going to get expert medical care. I think adding to that, and one of the things that makes our children's hospital so special is it doesn't stop there. We do so much to meet the total needs of the child and the family, um, not only from a medical standpoint, but from a psychosocial standpoint. And that's equally important. Um, You know, our child life specialists are skilled at helping the child and family through the fears and the stress and the anxiety and cope with that. And really that's never been more important than this past year. Um, The emotional stressors that we're all feeling, um, staff and physicians as well as our patients and families. So, you know, we needed to quickly pivot our normal pre-op teaching and sibling support and bereavement support and distraction and recreation to a virtual platform. Um, So we were able to maintain that normalcy from a childhood standpoint while the children and families were here in the hospital. You know, that's what you want when you come to the hospital. You want a child to have as normal experience as they can from a growth and development standpoint and cognitive and emotional. So while our playrooms were closed, we provided daily virtual play sessions And while siblings were unable to visit, we would do a virtual pre-op teaching session. And when a patient was dying and the child couldn't visit right away, we would provide that bereavement support virtually. So we were providing all of those really critical psychosocial support means in a very different way. But I think that the collaboration that exists in this hospital between all the professionals and the patients and families, knowing that they are as equal partners in the healthcare team as the healthcare professionals, I think um, we really made a difference in a lot of families' lives, um, not only over the last 20 years that the Children's Hospital has been here, but especially in this last year. And as Barbara said, you think just about this COVID epidemic, um, there are 200 families that didn't have to travel anywhere to get their health care. They were able to get it right here because we could manage the complex childhood disease that they had and the complications of COVID 
And I think that this is the one of the reasons why we want to continue to expand our programmatic development so that we can have specialized services, um, well-developed specialized services that um, allow children to stay here next to their families. So that's a good segue, Sally. So this is the 20th anniversary. What we look like in our optimistic fantasy, you know, wish list of the world in 20 more years? I think we're going to be much bigger. I think that we have a larger community to serve. Um, our community is growing very quickly. And um, if you think about only a few years ago, we only had a relatively few pediatric specialists here. And even in a few years, we've been able to expand that, expand um, more complex programmatic development. And I see us as um, continuing to grow, potentially adding new structural parts uh, to the children's hospital. I think that we need... For example, this year, uh, Bristol-Myers Squibb has given us a $2.5 million gift that is going to be used so that we can expand um, the pediatric infusion center. Many, many disorders of children are now being treated um, with infusions, and um, we want to keep children here and able to get those infusions. And so with that gift, we'll be able to expand that program and keep children close to home again. Remarkable. So congratulations you know, on, on 20 years. Congratulations from all the two of you and all of your colleagues and staff have built. And then thank you so much for the hard work that you do all the time. Um, and particularly the hard work you know, there in the last year through COVID helping all of us get through. And we do look forward with excitement to the next 20 years. Uh, going to be a remarkable time. And thank you both for obviously for spending some time with us um, here today. Thank, thank you. you for the opportunity. Jim, thank you, Chris, for doing these over and over again. Um, and I really appreciate being able to get the word out. Dr. Sally Radovic and Barbara Romito, thank you so much for your time. Our Chief of Pediatrics at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, the Bristol-Myers Squibb Children's Hospital, Physician-in-Chief, Chair of Pediatrics at Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson Medical School, and Barbara, our Director of our Child Life Program. Thank you both so much for the time today. Thank you. Thank you. As always, Medically Necessary is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. You can subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We have the playlist on YouTube, and we are available on the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital Medical Staff Portal. For Dr. Jim Salwitz. For Chris Honig. Thank you for listening. Medically Necessary, brought to you by the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital Foundation.